When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Tell you who else shows uh, a lot of brilliance from day to day, or throughout his career and day to day still. Yeah. We're now joined by Mr. Cameron Shepard. Shep. Is, Shep, no. Uh, how are we, mate? Jeez. Day to day brilliance. That's, that's the best introduction I've ever had. I'm write that one down. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely not true. But, uh, it's great to be here, boys. Looking how are you? To the chat. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Absolutely. Now, uh, what are your opening thoughts on the game last night? I know you were watching it up there at Nelson Bay. Yeah, look, I think it goes without saying that first half was really poor. Um, You know, after England being so passive at the breakdown in the first test, I I definitely was thinking that Eddie Jones was going to whip them into shape and their physicality was going to be a key thing that they brought to the game. And I think the Wallabies underestimated that. You know, we were dominated physically, especially in that opening 20 minutes. And, you know, Drew and you yourself, Jimmy, have all played in one of those games where you're Standing under the sticks again after 20 minutes into the game, you look up at the scoreboard and you just can't understand how they got out to such a quick lead. And I think the Wallabies were, were sort of forced into that position, um, got defensive after that, and, and that first half was a little bit of a write-off, not to mention the amount of injuries that we mm. sustained in very quick succession. So, um, you know, a tough opening 40 minutes, but I think the way the boys rallied in the second half, we were by far the better team. Um, in that final 40 minutes and um, yeah backing up what Drew said I think a couple of key little moments that the two moments that he mentioned with um, you know not taking advantage of being on the attack after that Tom Wright play but then also that inside ball to Marika Mm. Corabetti that sort of clipped off his shoulder you know we score there we get five points I think we go on to win that game so it's a little moments in rugby union but um you know, I don't think it's all doom and gloom for the Wallabies. I think um, all in all, the better team and, and probably just didn't execute at the level they needed to to, to win on the night. And Shep, as a former fullback yourself, Geordie Pattaya started the game, got knocked out early. Tom Wright coming back and came, uh, sort of shifted into that fullback role. What did you make of his performance and also just the back three in general with their, their decisions around probably running or kicking it at certain times, but also the backfield coverage? Yeah, good question, Drew. Like, mate, I think the big thing that probably could have re- uh, released a bit of pressure on us in the game was a better kicking game. Mm. Um, you know, we don't really have anyone that can thump the ball 60, and, and it doesn't necessarily have to go out. You just need to find some space, but that can relieve so much pressure and get your forward sort of moving again instead of pinned down in our own half. So that was tough. I, I felt really sad for Jordan Pataira. It just feels like his run continues to get harder and harder. Every time he gets back to his best, he gets injured again. And I, I know better than anyone how hard that can be to constantly go up and down. But let's hope his head knock's not too bad. Tom Wright, I, I think, is a great player. I think he's one of the best finishers we've, we've got in Australian rugby. And I thought he was one of our best last night. But the whole rhythm of our, our backs, and especially our back three, I didn't think was great. I thought James O'Connor was disappointing when he came on. I really was hoping for him to come on and, and take control of the game and be the leader and the finisher that we needed. And, um, you know, he had a lot of poor involvements, including that kick that went out on the full yeah. when normally, you know, he jinxed to the outside, he cuts through and creates something in that situation. But, um, yeah, look, uh, really, really difficult night for the Wallabies considering how many injuries that we had in the backs. And when you're shuffling around, 
a back line that often during a game, it makes it pretty hard to get some consistency. Shep, uh, having a look at the English team, who were the standout players for you last night from uh, from the English side, would you say? Well, it certainly wasn't Marcus Smith. Jeez. <laughs> he Send that bloke back to the Premiership. He's been awful. Yeah. But, uh, oh, I don't, Owen Farrell's hard to go past. I think, yeah. you know, the one smart thing, everyone, as much as I dislike him, one thing you've got to hand to Eddie Jones is, the way that he strategically looks at a game. Now, you can't tell me that he didn't know that we had a Scottish referee last night who was going to be very strict at the breakdown, give away a lot of penalties. You know, Owen Farrell knew he was going to be taking five or six shots at goal last night. They were smart there. They cheated and and, and maybe pushed the boundaries when they could and they knew they would get away with it. And then other than that, they were very, very um, smart at the breakdown. So I thought that the English pack in general played a very, very smart game. Um, and I'm not sure if you guys heard Michael Hooper's comments in the um, in the press conference after the game, but he was speaking speaking pretty openly about you know the physicality and, and the Wallabies being bullied in that opening 40 minutes, yeah. and that was forcing them into making bad decisions and giving away penalties. So I think just in general, England's play was very smart. Um, I, I'm lacking um, the memory. Apologies of, of the boy that played halfback last night for England, but I a, thought a that the role that. Yeah, I, I thought that the role that he played along with, with Owen Farrell um, was really impressive to just keep them in the right uh, the right parts of the field. Um, and then great to see Guy Porter. Um, I would have liked to have seen him in a Wallaby jersey, but, um, you know, a young kid I used to commentate when he was a captain of Sydney University yeah. and, um, you know, getting an opportunity to play at the top level. Again, I, d- I didn't think he had a great game, uh, but, uh, you know, a great memory to, to go out on your debut and um, and win, so... And yeah. Shep, you just mentioned the referees there. Pretty uh, big talking point coming out of that game. Not just uh, the Wallabies game, but also the New Zealand game as well, and and even the South African game. Is the some of the the, the adjudication of the, the rules uh, and the influence of the TMO last yeah. night? Joy Neville from Ireland seemed mm-hmm. to have her fingerprints all over the game. Um, what about Izzy Parisi's yellow card? And then you look at Marcus Smith's yellow card and Johnny Hill just getting away with a knock on. What what are your, your thoughts around some of those decisions? You just want consistency, but I think the most frustrating thing about Parisi's was he was quite obviously going for the ball. Yeah. I think the common sense has got to come into it when was he trying to knock the ball down or was he actually taking a genuine attempt at the catch? Yeah. Um, I definitely don't think that was a yellow card. I also think Marcus Smith was probably uh, hard done by. Yeah, sure. If he had just committed and gone to that, he probably would have caught it and run most of the field. Um yeah, it's really frustrating. And again, coming back to Eddie, I think it's it's becoming part of the game now where coaches are changing their strategy in a game based around who the referee is. And, and that shouldn't be the case in any sport, especially not rugby union. So I think the referees need to uh, be given a little bit more leeway to maybe make the best decision that they think is in, in, in the, the heat of the moment instead of maybe worrying you know, is the head of referees going to call me after the game and have a go at me because I didn't follow this new protocol that needs to be in place in every single situation that that yeah. happens in? I just think they need to have a little bit more freedom to be able to call it on the run and as they see it. It almost feels like the TMO backs them into a corner so they can't actually bring in their own common sense or or, or just, um, you know, their own mm. interpretation of it because the way they go, well, they, they sort of read it law by law and then they go, okay, yes, yes, ticks all those boxes, but there's no common sense sense box like you mentioned. No, and, and the TMO really, in my opinion, should be there only if called upon. Yeah. You know, the referees on the field are the ones in the moment. Unless there's the foul play that wasn't picked up, yeah. 
C- correct, correct. Yeah. Foul plays probably the only time, but otherwise, I think the referees have got to be left to do their job. Um, so yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that changes and and evolves as we head towards another World Cup because I'm sure it's going to continue to be a talking point. Hey, Shep, both you and Drew played under Eddie Jones uh, in your time at the Wallabies. What should the Wallabies be expecting from Eddie and uh, and the English coming into the into the decider this week? I love it when people ask me questions about Eddie Jane. Oh. <laughs> can you can, I mean, can, can you do an impersonation as as, uh, as good as Drew can? Uh, no, no. Shep, Shep <laughs> remember that time? Food again. We're, we're getting. Uh, I we're... just can't believe that in a weekend of sport, uh, the person that I dislike the least is Nick Kyrgios. <laughs> <laughs> oh mate, I'm with Eddie you. Jane. I'm with you. I'm not on him at all. But okay. what about Eddie Two Jones? People, we've got to get the. Uh, remember the, we're getting back. Yeah. What about uh, when we wait, 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 Shep, Shep, just tell us a story when yeah, we're getting yeah. prepped for uh, Australia A to play the French Barbarians over in Paris and we'll, we'll get him prepped and you, there was this, this one line oh. that you were running at fullback and you just couldn't get it. It was a forward pass maybe four times oh. off and he goes, Shep, just keep running back to Australia, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was back to the hotel room and it had about eight or nine expletives connected to it, Drew, but yeah, that was pretty close. That was about the time I was about to hang up the boots. The funniest thing was I, I had played a pretty good game after that. And after the game, Eddie came in the change and said, Shepo, you did pretty well out there. What was the difference between the game and training? <laughs> and I said, it was 80 minutes. I didn't have to listen to you yell at me, mate. And he just smiled and walked off. Oh, uh, Shepo. Awesome. Well, mate, it's, uh, it's been fantastic having you on, on SEN on the show and go with us this morning, mate. And uh, look, we, we look forward to catching up with you again soon. Yeah, absolute pleasure, boys. Thanks for having me. Have Thanks, a great day. Chef Dow.